It's E-Commerce Minute, your weekly dose of e-commerce tech and retail news with your host, John Suter, Bart Moraz, and Brittany Blackman. The E-Commerce Minute is a production of Sumo Heavy, a digital commerce consulting firm in Brooklyn, New York, and Philadelphia. Find us on the web at sumoheavy.com. It's the E-Commerce Minute, episode 784. These are top stories in e-commerce tech and retail for the week of February 15th, 2021. TikTok social commerce. TikTok is launching new features to double down on its social commerce efforts in the U.S. The Chinese-owned video sharing social networking service has briefed advertisers on a number of new features for 2021, like tools that let its most popular users share links to products and automatically earn commission on any sales. TikTok is also aiming to roll out the ability for brands to showcase catalogs of the products on the platform. The app is also said to be rolling out live stream shopping a mobile phone version of televised shopping channels where users can buy goods with a few taps after seeing them showcased by TikTok stars. This follows testing of the live shopping feature with Walmart, which was announced late last year. Since they've also announced an ongoing partnership with Shopify, this puts the video sharing platform in social commerce competition with Facebook and Instagram. Instagram recently rolled out their answer to TikTok secret sauce, a video sharing option called Reels. Some advertisers have been wary about TikTok, suggesting that its current advertising system remains a work in progress. TikTok may already have an excellent roadmap for adding social commerce features to its platform based on the progress it's made with Douyin, ByteDance's short video platform in China. That said, China is a very different market than the United States, and it's not guaranteed that everything that works in China will work in the U.S., Still, human nature doesn't change based on geography, so it should be able to influence similar behaviors with similar products. There also could be issues surrounding data privacy concerns and the fact that the former president lobbied to ban the app a number of times. TikTok in social commerce. Who didn't see this coming? But, um, you know. Surprise! Surprise. No surprise, no surprise. Because yes. it's like there's already so much advertising on TikTok without it being official advertising. Anyway. Yeah, I think the fact that it's uh, that there is now social commerce is not even a, a novelty thing anymore. It's almost like a, a, a given that you should, if you're running any, any type of social platform, you have to have some kind of commerce built in. Because as Brittany just said, there are so many ads on there. Um, and what happens is you get that oversaturation and then people get tired of it. Whereas if you see your favorite TikTok star shilling something and obviously, you know, TikTok will get a cut of whatever that is. I would rather, you know, as a consumer of this type of entertainment, I would rather see that type of commerce rather than an ad every three TikToks, which is where it's heading. Right. Yeah. If you look at Instagram too, that app is running itself into the ground because of how much they focused on influencers and zero other types of content creators and just advertisements and shilling product. And, and now like we can't even see our friends posts on our timeline and everyone hates Instagram. So that's definitely not what TikTok wants to do. Instagram is giving me a sad lately. Um, I used to really enjoy being on there. And I, as a creator, and I put that in air quotes because I'm, you know, I go through these phases where I'm like, I'm posting all my drawings every day. And then you don't hear from me for three months. So I'm very inconsistent when it comes to that. But I used to be able to go, you know, I put a drawing up, a nice drawing that I do. And I would get, you know, you'd see the likes come in and then would, you know, then it trails off after a day or so. And then everyone just ignores you. Now I put something on there and it's like nothing, you know, it's like, I don't get that. I don't get that, uh, that, that, that. Uh, like buzz anymore it's like and then I go and look and, and as a you know as a consumer of it again is I'm seeing things that are just like oh, 
Like it's the same thing. It's, you know, and I don't need another uh, fancy wallet and I don't need uh, that, that fast motion video of a guy cooking something like it's this, (laughs) it's all those fast motion, you know, drop ship merchants. Uh, It's just really wears you down. Yeah. I mean, Instagram made a big, huge mistake and that's just the Facebook effect, right? Like they're just Mm -hmm. trying to push as many ads as they can, but Instagram being late to the game with shopping, being late to the, you know, it was a good photography app for a long time. And it just, it just, they just destroyed it completely. It's just useless. And TikTok coming in and having the algorithm that they have, it's so focused and on you that like you just get into depths of things and it's great. It really Um, works really well. It really is. And and last year we heard all the cries of uh, privacy concerns. So I kind of stayed off of it for a while. Um, but again, looking at Instagram and, you know, being a visual person, I like that kind of stuff. And I was like, eh. and then you started sending me clips and other people were sending me clips. And now it's like, I go on there and I know that I'm going to be a entertained or be educated because the types mm-hmm. of TikToks that I'm being served in my brain hole are cooking and things about like how to do marketing and social media and then like general humor stuff, but they, they know what I like. And, you know, being yeah. an insomniac 3am is my TikTok zone, man. It's like, <laughs> And there's people you like follow, like, you're like, I'm glad they're putting stuff out all the time. Right. Yeah, like, like, especially if, like the cooking stuff, the like cooking stuff like, is the, like, the, here's amazing. an, here's an, here's a, an example of how viral that this stuff is. Um, and then we'll get to some other TikTok stocks um, stats. That uh, recipe that was going around the the cherry tomato and feta cheese pasta. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People are going like, we can't find feta cheese anywhere. Everyone is buying up all the feta cheese because they want to cook this dish. Because then it yeah. it became popular, and then every other TikTok cook was cooking it. And now it's like, you've heard of that famous TikTok? You've heard of the famous feta cheese dish? Well, I'm going to cook my version of it now. Yep. Yep. It's unbelievable. And there's it's, the guy. Um, I don't know, John. You follow him too? Uh, guy named Sad Poppy. That guy is so talented. It's absolutely insane. Which guy is that? Sad Poppy. Oh my God, I love him. The man is so talented. And I don't know if you follow his other channel now. Um, He partnered up with a kitchen that was just down. They just redid it into a cooking type of kitchen. Um, And they cook nonstop. And he's so talented. Like he breaks it down into like little pieces. It's amazing. I love it. The ladies, he's pretty good looking. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that, that tattooed up, yep. you know, just a thing. And he's just, and he's a nice guy. Like he yes. really comes up really yes. nice, you know? He's cool. Yeah. I don't know this set. Oh, Where have I been? oh okay. my oh. friend. Yeah. I'm gonna, right. We're going to have you addicted to that. I know the guy, <laughs> the guy that leans into the camera and goes, you know, I love you. He's my, Oh, favorite. I love that guy too. Oh, yeah. no, you know, too. I love you. Yeah. All right. We're on a tangent here. So let's pull out a little TikTok. Stats. Um, <laughs> TikTok's biggest pull is its vast and partly untapped audience of young users. The company says that 40%, 40% of people on TikTok do not have a Facebook account. I think that is huge. And it's 63% are not on Twitter. So you're really looking at a different audience type here uh, that skews younger, that did not grow up with Facebook. And think of Facebook and and probably Twitter as uh, the place for the olds. Um, I think that is I think that is something that you definitely need to recognize, um, that definitely as a marketer, that it is a completely different audience than Facebook and Instagram. Um, it's really mm-hmm. remarkable. Uh, and another stat about social commerce, social commerce will grow 35% in 2021, but still represent only 4.3% of the overall e-commerce market, according to a new 
report from eMarketer. The report added that about 90 million users would buy through social commerce this year, resulting resulting in sales of around 37 billion with a B. And finally, social commerce is huge in China where users will buy approximately $363 billion worth of goods and services through social platforms this year. That's about 13% of all Chinese e-commerce and they are huge into the live streaming. I saw an article, they're doing another one of those live streaming marathons and they're saying like millions of people are just on there with nothing to do, just buying stuff, man. It's crazy. <laughs> That's right. All right, we're gonna do the next story. Shopify adds ShopPay to Facebook and Instagram. Shopify is integrating ShopPay into Instagram and Facebook, allowing consumers to pay Shopify merchants using ShopPay checkout. This is the first time ShopPay will be made available outside of Shopify's own platform, which represents a significant expansion for the e-commerce platform's payments technology. ShopPay's expedited checkout automatically fills in consumers' details and allows them to pay without leaving Facebook or Instagram. Users will also be able to track orders after purchase and see carbon emissions offsets of the purchases, among other things. Shopify said that prior to this launch, Facebook's platform had been one of Shopify's most popular sales and marketing channels for merchants. At the beginning of the pandemic last spring, marketing on Facebook and Instagram via Shopify's channel integration saw a 36% growth in monthly active users, and that trend continues to rise. The collaboration between Shopify, Instagram, and Facebook comes as brands increasingly tap into shoppable content to drive sales. The Interactive Advertising Bureau estimated that 40% of marketers would use shoppable video ads in 2020, an increase from 33% in 2019 and 25% in 2018. The demand for social shopping has pushed platforms to amp up their own capabilities. Last year, Instagram expanded its in-app shopping features after the initial launch in 2019, and in June, Sephora made its Instagram checkout debut with more than 80 other beauty brands. And through the course of 2020, ShopPay helped buyers complete 137 million orders. And by the end of the year, ShopPay facilitated around $20 billion in cumulative GMV since its launch in 2017. And through its carbon offsetting features, this also represented 75,000 tons of carbon emissions. Today in the U.S., ShopPay is available as a payment option within Facebook Pay for all Shopify merchants using checkout on Instagram. The feature will roll out to Shopify merchants using checkout on Facebook in the U.S., over the next coming weeks. This kind of story gets me frustrated, John. What's that? Because we've been talking about Facebook <laughs> and Instagram doing like payments and video and stuff like that for, for years. seven years now. <laughs> seven years now. <laughs> seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I come on. Like, how long are you going to wait for this? <laughs> like, the opportunity and like, why did you wait this long? Like and they wait so long, the story almost becomes a non-story. I'm reading this, and I'm like, well. You're I, reading it, and I'm like, this is just, I can't. Right. I mean, in the middle of it, I was texting you because I just, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, it's just, like, I just, it's just, uh, yeah. it's frustrating. It, it's and just, I guess it's frustrating to me because it's like, we've been saying this about video, and we wrote articles about this, and we talked true. about this, and we looked at this. And then it's like, there's other startups that started building other things. And you're like, it's already there. The, the network is there. It's built in. Just yeah. put a pay button on it. You could have done, I mean, people could have done it and they just did it. People just want this like new tech that it's like, guys, it's already what, there. What do you, what do you think the reasons are for the slow rollout of this thing? Because we're us being in e-commerce we don't look at it as a simple thing but we look at it as almost an obvious thing do you think it's like uh, other features have to come first or was there some complexity that we're not aware of or it's the same thing you just said in the last story 
they concentrated on influencers because that was the hottest thing at that moment. And they thought that was the the way to go instead of going, Hey, we can actually advertise and have sales right, right. built into it. And lower Shopping, hanging fruit, you meaning you don't have yeah. to build to build a whole plat- platform backend or connect something. You could just let the influencers make the money for you. True. Yeah, they still don't have a link in the, in the, in the description. You can't put a link in out. Like Oof. I don't like there's literally a full cottage industry on making uh, links sites, yeah, you know, like it just, right. it just makes no sense. Yeah. Canva just added a, 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 um, a feature. You can build link tree pages within canvas with the links built in. That's how bad it is. Yeah. I mean, concentration of what they want to do and how big it is. And I think they didn't realize, you know, if they've built this say two years ago, three years ago, a pandemic would hit. I mean, obviously they couldn't predict it it would have been crazy. Like people, you watch Instagram and as much as we hate it and stuff like that, you still go, oh, I want to look at this product. You know, yeah. it still takes you there. So why not have it built in and siphon off some of that money? And you, they would have made more money than that. And, you know, I, I get ads, but nobody cares. Everybody scrolls through it. Yeah. Why not combine an ad with with a shopping experience? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, from a UX perspective, I really like ShopPay. Um, I find myself trying not to be on, you know, buy things from Amazon all the time. And I find all these little DTC brands and they're more times than not on Shopify. And I just love the checkout. I mean, they take my money as quickly as possible and I have no problem with that. <laughs> yeah. I think ShopPay, I mean, ShopPay, Apple Pay, Google Pay, all the pay, like all the payment platforms like that are the best possible thing as soon as Amazon, you know, relinquished their one uh, button buy. Yeah, the one button checkout. Even now, Amazon it's two button, two two clicks. Mm-hmm. It's not even one click anymore. Yeah, uh, and I'll give you a good stat here. Shopify claims ShopPay on its own platform is seventy percent faster with a conversion rate that's one point seven two times higher than a typical checkout. It also includes order tracking and management, which to date have tracked more than four hundred thirty million orders across four hundred and fifty miles. I guess that includes the carbon offsets. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, final story: the last Toys R Us stores close. Here's some sad news. Toys R Us has closed its two remaining locations in the United States. The iconic toy retailer made the decision as a result of the hardships brought on by the COVID pandemic and plans to shift resources towards opening new locations where there's better shopper traffic. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. They're closing the two that are there and might someday open new stores is what I'm reading here. Um, We did a story way back in episode 529 about the rebirth of Toys R Us, and now we're seeing it uh, sunset once again. TRU Kids Brands, the new owner of the company, partner up with Beta, a startup that's both its own physical storefronts as well as software platform to help retailers shift towards more experiential store style. So that was pretty exciting that they partnered up with Beta because we like the stuff that they do, and we thought this would be you know new type of toy store, toy store. But unfortunately, these efforts were lacking fruit, or as they like to say, fruitless. Market researchers and NPD group reported that toy sales in the U.S. surged last year by 16% to $25.1 billion as families turn to toys to keep kids occupied during the health crisis. But many consumers have steered clear of brick and mortar stores and a substantial share of those toy sales have moved online. Mall-based retailers have obviously suffered. It will likely take some time for shoppers to adjust to heading back to malls. And one retail research firm is predicting there could be as many as 10,000 store closures announced by retailers in the U.S. this year, which would set a record. TRU Kids is still running Toys R Us website, which ultimately sends customers to Amazon to complete a purchase after marketing them the toys. It also continues to license the brand globally. 
Unfortunately, it seems this might be the final nail of a series of many nails in the coffin for the iconic <laughs> brand. There's a lot of nails. I mean, the blunder, the blunder of this is quite the most amusing. All right, it's so just amusing. so th- this shows you two things in that the strength of a, a brand, brand equity in terms of a, a strong brand. Um, they were able to resurrect that thing. I'm, I'm guessing this is the third time in my life that we've seen Jeffrey uh, pulled out of the grave <laughs> and resurrected. Um, but there's still strength and it's still iconic, uh, still has that nostalgia, fa- nostalgia factor. Um, I remember the first time that Toys R Us said, oh, we're giving up the ghost, we're closing all our locations. That was a huge deal. That was only, what, three years ago or something like that. Yeah. Then the resurrection, everybody got really excited again, and then it just kind of didn't go anywhere. I'm sure COVID had something to do with it, uh, and also the small p- footprints of stores. Um, from what I recall, it was more of a showroom type thing for toys, uh, not so much going and, you know, have every single toy and game available, but more of a small footprint, more of a, a bespoke selection of toys, which is not really what a toy store should be, especially yeah, I mean, they, Right. I mean, they, they made one giant mistake first. Their, web, their website. And with their website. Yeah. Long time ago Long when time they ago. outsourced their website development to Amazon itself. Yeah. Yeah. They never controlled that. And then when they tried mm-hmm. to do it, it was already, it's like trying to steer a big ship. Um, yeah. Things were already going in the wrong direction. Late. Retail wise, it yep. was just too late, too late, too late. Mm-hmm. And that's, and I mean, it's, it's just like forget Toys R Us. I think it's all big retailers, old school retailers that have a problem, right? Toys R Us, Sears, Kmart, um, who else? Um, Bad Bath and Beyond. I mean, there's tons of these stores that just like, it screw them up and they don't have, they just don't have the money to to get themselves out of it, especially now when they have actual stores that people don't really can't go into. Yeah, that is a shame. Um, yeah. There's a lot of iconic brands just falling to the wayside, as you said. Um, mm-hmm. And what's that company, that Ty Lopez company? They're like scooping up these brands for pennies on the dollar and turning them into- Yeah, I don't remember what it's called. Yeah, they, I don't remember what they just bought, but they mm-hmm. started- buying them up and well, they got radio shack too recently i read well they're doing they're doing if you think about it they're doing what gary view you know vintage Jack has been talking about forever right building a marketing machine that you can now buy legacy brands and redo them and then do them in proper ways um which is a smart thing to do and you know he's doing he's lopez is actually doing that um so it's gonna be i bet you there's gonna be a lot of companies that are smart that grew up on internet age that go hey we can like in the, you know, people who are in their forties, fifties going, we've grew up with this. We know how to build this stuff from scratch. Let's just buy the brand. And we understand and the, the brand equity there. Right. Yep. They'll it's buy it for, they'll buy it for, you know, pennies on a dollar, buy it for $50 million as a brand and then sell it four years later for a billion, you know, yeah. or two. I think that's what um, Ty Lopez and his group are doing. Uh, we yep. should probably do a yep. story on that because that, that is one interesting cat. He's been dragged on, youtube for a couple of years for being just a pretentious you know what um and now yep. he's pretty much going yeah well look at me now so right. interesting yep. story uh speaking of the toys r us brand equity trs tru kids says that outside the u.s it operates toys r us and babies r us branded stores and e-commerce sites throughout licensing partners in more than 25 countries with over 700 stores in asia europe africa and the middle east so as far as the u.s goes toys r us is dead but the brand uh thrives elsewhere in the world which is a very interesting fact I just don't understand why they can't keep it going in America, <laughs> but whatever. 
All right, we're going to close this one up. Uh, we'll be back next Friday to break down the week's e-commerce tech and retail news. And don't forget our long-form podcast, In the Ring, available on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Until then, we'll see you on the internet next Friday. Wear a mask, stay safe. I'll see you guys. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.